I am BMix C, also known as Brandon McCollum, and this is Nice Minds. I am with my guest today, D Bomb. He is a local Twin Cities uh, hip hop dude. I have known him for a minute. He owns a company called Bangin' Noise Entertainment, and he's been doing tons of shows, putting out tons of records ever since I can remember. I mean, he's just a consistent dude. Um, so, kind of give them a little background on your come up in the scene and like how you got your start and stuff like that. So I, so you just dropped the progress LP, but you started with like the progress mixtape, right? I officially hit the twin city scene in 2006 and I put out my first mixtape called bomb threat. The progress mixtape was my fourth mixtape, but it was the one that really took off. Like they, uh, when I put it out, I didn't have any sponsors or nothing. It was solely, me and I started a blog site to back it up and in the process of it, it moved 5,000 downloads. So I That's was pretty up. happy about that. That's crazy. I always wanted to do a, an album, but I felt like it needed to be in a real good, positive cleansing type of space. It, it only makes sense that I had to be a few albums down the line to finally put out this record. When did you really start rapping? Like how old were you? Eight years old. That's when I started rapping. Damn, and, uh, that's a minute. Yeah. You're, you're like, what, 32-ish now then? Yeah, I'm pretty old. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm 32. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I'm 35. I knew I was like three years older than you. So, yeah, man, that damn, that's that's like 23, 25 years now probably. Somewhere around there, yeah, my whole life pretty that's much. That's crazy. So, I mean, back then... What were you recording on like a tape recorder or anything, or did you wait a while to record? Well, uh, I would say my first time recording anything, I would say I was 13, turning 14. And before that, I was pretty much, you know, kicking rhymes in the hallway at school, in the classroom, when they had like, like poetry class. So that's when I take advantage and just try to rap for the classroom. And once I got into high school, started recording, out music right after i graduated that's what's up man hell yeah so yeah you've been around for a minute um so with this uh this progress lp um what have you seen like with with your progress since the beginning of your career so like um did you call it that because of like all the progress that you've gone through like like what what kind of pro what kind of growth have you have you seen yourself uh especially over the last, like, I don't know, like five years since I've, I've known you, like how, how much do you think you've grown in that process? I definitely grew a lot, you know, um, as a man, you know, I feel like I'm more wiser and more patient when it comes to dealing with the world and people in it. I would say right after the mixtape, I was in a real, real dark place around 2011 and it took a few years to get out of that. So I think the thing that really kept me going was, actually the word progress i don't know why but when i came up with that title the word just stuck with me so i try to use that on an everyday life basis you know you're somebody that i always kind of see is just like super optimistic and positive and stuff like that how do you maintain that optimism that i guess zest for for doing what you do it's a mixture of three things okay number one um I knew I always wanted to be a rapper. So I knew no matter what I went through, I had to, if that's what I wanted, I had to fight for it, you know, pay my dues and try to perfect the craft, things of that nature. Uh, second, 
I'm a real spiritual person. So I try to think positive even when I'm in a dark place. You know, that's that's my motivation for that. And last, I went through a health issue that actually um, I could have died from it at any given time. I had yeah, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had like 25 uh, seizures within a year. How did that kind of affect your outlook and shape your the years to come? Well, it told me that tomorrow was in promise and take advantage of life to the fullest. And so my mindset when it comes to music is that I'm well aware that tomorrow is in promise and I'm well aware that it's not guaranteed. I can make it mainstream, but I want to be able to be that artist to say when it's all said and done, I did everything, if not almost everything, I wanted to do musically. And so far, it's getting there. I wanted to put out an album. I'm four albums in. I wanted to start my record label. Got that. I wanted an actual distribution deal, and I got that. I'm putting shows together. I wanted to go on tour. I made a lot of that stuff happen. I still got more in the tank, but I'm enjoying the the path right now. So it's all about progress with that. Hell yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, because I mean, that's what I've always admired about you is is you really put out that positive energy into the world, and it's something that I've I've really admired about you. It's like it's like no matter what, um, because I know for me over the last like five years, I've had so many setbacks and hurdles and stuff like that. It's been hard for me to keep positive. Like I've had to like like force myself to like you know, look at the bright side of things, especially in the last like year or two. Like I've really had to like, like 2020, I've completely had to like reshape how I view everything. And I'm, I'm starting to kind of get to that point where I'm thinking more positively now too. Um, so that's something that about you that I've, I've really admired, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you know, I also came from like, my background was, uh, I mean, it's nothing like 50 Cent or nothing like that. You know, uh, I was a little bit of a knucklehead when I was younger, but I also have, unfortunately, a lot of friends that's either locked up or, uh, you know, they're no longer here. So I try to use that, too, as well as like, well, the best, the good part I can look at it is that I have another angel watching over me. Like I have to tell myself things like that in order to keep the ball rolling, because in this business, Unfortunately, what I learned is that my goals and my emotions have no connection. Yep. They have no relation. Nice. Like, and, and it's not like I'm sounding cold hearted. I'm speaking like from the industry uh, standpoint. It's like you can be going through whatever. The only thing that matters is the music. Yep. You know, the big heads want the music, the fans want the music. And um, th- that's why with, I was able to. Uh, speak on that entire thing with reality. And I think that was my beginning of my leaving darker area, if that makes sense. Yep. And reality was your last album, correct? The one before, correct. before yep. the progress album. Um, so with the progress album, how many tracks is it? 12. That's what's up. Um, yeah. What is, what do you think you're, what would you, if you're like, if somebody want, if you wanted somebody to pick one song, which song would you say to start with? I mean, or would you just say start with the beginning and go through the whole thing? I would have to say start at the beginning because uh, with 
the way how I put albums together, the energy definitely have to be aligned and it has to all make sense. Like with uh, this album, the intro starts off where it's doing uh, various playbacks of songs of mine, like rather if it's snippets of some lines here and there. And that right there alone is kind of like bringing you up to speed on who I am and what I, where I come from. And then I just hit them with the this, that song. We really try to keep the whole energy and the vibe as even as possible. The only real standout was uh, social media. Now, if I have to point out with that song, which for the record, he produced a beat on there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, that is a song out of all of them you would actually have to sit down and listen to. I was very surprised that because I didn't picture that beat being a one that you just like go straight bars all the way through because of the way I arranged it. So I was like, damn, that's a totally different approach that I would not even think of coming up with, with that beat. So it was very interesting to hear how you tackled that. How many bars is that? Cause I don't even remember like the arrangement. I know I put probably like three verse three hooks in there. That is, that is a very good question. I think that might've been the longest I've ever rapped. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's like a six minute song, I think. You just went, went in, dude. You just went straight through it. Thank you. It, it came out great. I really didn't have an idea where I was going with any of these songs, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. When I started rapping at eight, from age eight to twelve, I wrote everything in my head. Jay Z, so, Biggie, Lil Wayne type stuff. Yep. Yeah, and because of how I was treated at school, I felt that if I told people I wasn't writing on paper they would think everything I'm rapping isn't mine. I don't know why. You know, I was 12 years old, whatever. And so from 12 all the way up to, say, 28, I pretty much dealt with uh, pen and paper, uh, dabbled with the typing on the phone. But otherwise, you know, I, I think in my head on what I want to say. If I feel like it's going to be like a line that I like or I might forget, I might voice the text it. Something like that, but otherwise, you know, I just wrote everything up here for the whole. So you album. wrote that whole thing in your head, that whole mm -hmm. track. Yeah, that's crazy. I've only done like a sixteen bar, like out of like challenging myself. I did that once, and it took me like forty five minutes to do a sixteen. <laughs> like I, I don't know how you do that, man. I actually remember those days, man. It used to take me like an hour just to do. It used to take me an hour just to do 12 bars when I first like really when I was supposed to be doing homework in school. Yeah, <laughs> I was the person writing raps at the desk. Truth be told, I still having a, a thought process when it comes to time and making music. I will question a song that I put together and it takes in a verse takes under 20 minutes. Even with me writing in my head. Like I know some, I know some people that can knock out, you know, three songs in an hour. But and even though I don't knock it, I just want to make sure that every word count, every yeah. breathing pattern count. I want to make sure when I when I give you something, it's really gonna hit. It's not just some, it's not a filler, and that's one of the biggest challenges with putting albums together. Facts, yeah, because you'll you'll pick up some albums and you'll be like. Oh, this song's cool, this song's cool, but then the rest are just fillers. Oh, yeah, I done ran into a couple of those. Back in the CD days, I would buy tons of CDs just because I liked, you know, a song or two, but then the rest of the, the album would just be all fillers and just 
garbage, <laughs> you know? So like, that's, that's cool that you actually take your time to like really think about it and construct. And, you know, you think about that, that you don't want any fillers. That's, mm-hmm. that's cool that you make a conscious decision to do that. Um, as far as 2020 goes, uh, what, what kind of setbacks did you find? Cause I mean, you like, how many shows did you usually book in a year? As far as me performing, I would say average about 20. Okay. Average about 20 a year, but it's it's always spread out. The, sometimes I'll do some in the city. I might have some in like Wisconsin, North Dakota, Nebraska, stuff like that. So um, it's definitely cool. I'll definitely love to do more. Some years I have done more than 20. I might have done like 30 or something like that. A lot of them are based off of mini tours. Otherwise, um, the Bang & Noise event shows, which is what I mainly showcase for uh, different artists to give them an out- an outlet to go ahead and do their thing. Yep. I might do about seven to ten of those a year. I was doing a bunch of shows for a minute, too. Like, I mean, Nice Entertainment was got I, – I got known for, for the shows. That oh, I y'all were, were busy. Yeah, yeah y'all, was y'all were keeping busy, man. Busy, busy, yeah. And um. I, I want to say like around two, 2018 when like right before my mom got sick, I, I was just I was not feeling it anymore. Like as far as like me booking shows, like I was already like it was weird. It was weird timing because, you know, when my mom got sick, I, I had to like really help her out for like a whole year. So like mm-hmm. I, I but I was already thinking about slowing down with shows because, I mean, to me, I like I loved the shows that I did and I loved the the bills that I would put together but I would hate it when there was such a poor turnout, you know, like it would, it would, I, I don't know why, but I would, I would always like, I would kind of beat myself up for it. You know, like I, like I didn't go hard enough on the, on the, on the promo tip or whatever. Like I would just like internalize it. And that, that's what was just like, I got to a point where I'm like, what, like, why am I even doing this? Like I, I, I it was just this big why, and was that an issue for you at all? I mean, or did you just you just love doing it? Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, sometimes that has hit me. You know, I, I feel like with a situation like that, you wouldn't be uh, either you wouldn't be human or you wouldn't be passionate about right. it if you uh, didn't feel away from time to time. Like there's been times, you know, I haven't been in a the red. There's been times I've been in a green and times I've even even out. You know, when it comes to. Uh, shows you just have to be aware that it's a roll of the dice sometimes you'll have a packed out crowd you know you might even have a decent one sometimes you might have just the staff at a venue you know what matter what matters is uh in my mind you know Lil Wayne says something when he put out 500 uh, degrees he said it on 106 in park and I never never forgot it he said when one person by your record you're automatically successful so even with the dead shows if me myself if i had a dead show in my eyes it's like if it's the staff couple regulars at the venue i know for sure they probably never heard of me so i'm gonna go ahead and perform so that way they know who i am and hopefully i can leave that venue with five extra fans or something like that you know so i I just try to look the look at it like, you know, Minnesota is one state. Your fans could be scattered. They don't necessarily have to be in one area. 
that's just how how music goes you know makes the world go round yeah and that's a that's a great outlook man and, that, and that's finally the conclusion that i've come to lately with just with my career in general i mean especially like with creating this podcast and kind of starting from scratch with a lot of the things that i'm trying to do um i've had to kind of relook at things and and now i'm just trying to reach people on an individual basis you know like mm-hmm. i like i i don't care about like how many people as long as i reach people you know just in general mm-hmm. like i don't care about the exactly. numbers anymore you know i i, I care about the, these like one on one interactions now and that's mm-hmm. like that's it's super important to me and and that's something that i wish i would have realized back then when i was doing all those shows you know like i wish mm-hmm. that i wouldn't i would have enjoyed it more you know i wish i would have just enjoyed the process and just really every time I had that show really realized why I was doing it. And the reason why I was doing it was to give people a a show, you know, no matter who was there, you know, no matter like, um, and show people dope talented artists that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And so now I like, I'm, I'm kind of re revamping the way that I do things. And and now I want to show people, um, dope artists by doing stuff like this, you know, by having these conversations and, and this, and th- this is really the only way that I can do it these days because we can't really book shows right now. So, um, Man, tell me about it. It's just been crazy. I mean, cause you, you had some stuff set up that you had to cancel, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, I, I still say everything happens for a reason and yeah. what, what's in my past is my past. So I won't say, you know, man, I should have did more shows in 2019. Right. Like, I won't think like that. But, you know, I also DJ. I'm, I'm merging more into a... I'm always be an artist, but I will start merging more into, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I'm yep. producing now, uh, doing a little engineering, stuff like that. So, I would say uh, I lost a lot of shows, a lot of money, but I gained a lot because we were going to have me and my boy Kalino shout out to him. We were going to do uh elevated minds tour three. This would have been part three of it. Uh, we, we were, (laughs) we were really getting stuff booked and I started getting a lot of DJ gigs. And and in fact, I even had a, an event through banging noise events that was about to happen. And next thing you know, everything just shut down. Uh, I I can't lie throughout the time. I kind of, I won't say I, I grew numb to it. Some of this stuff I kind of knew it was it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when, I guess. But yeah. as far as uh, what I did for the rest of the year, I pretty much spent a lot of time practicing on uh, or working on making new beats. I wanted to play more with sampling. I had never really dealt with that before. So, you know, I, I was able to get my studio built as well. And we just... I kept the ball going. I I, I have to like, I mean, don't get me wrong. A part of it is for contractual agreements, but you know, I, after all those seizures, man, it's like, I I can't stop. I got to get everything that I want to get before it's over. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of the outlook that I have too. I like, I mean, ever since my mom was sick and now that she's better, I'm like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta keep going with this. Like there, there's a reason why like I'm 35 and I haven't quit. You know, like I have, like I've changed direction and stuff like that. I pivoted, but there's a reason why I'm still doing this, and I feel like there's a reason why you're still doing it. And I'm, I'm glad that you're still doing it, and I'm glad that you, you. you stay, you know, the person that you are, and you, you 
keep putting out, you know, that positive message to people. And I feel like you're, you know, you're an inspiration for how people should stay motivated and stuff like that. And um, I like that, you know, even though like, because it shows, I mean, especially like with, with you and me, I mean, I feel like that that was like our main thing for a while. Like we were both like doing a bunch of events and stuff like that. So, you know, now that you're getting into producing and stuff like that, um, how's the producing going, by the way? Like uh, how many beats have, do you think you made so far? Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I never really uh, counted. Yeah. I, I could say uh, since I got the studio built, I can at least say it was 10 that I like. Okay, that's what's up. Four, four, four of them made the album. That's what's you up. Know, uh, there were some beats that I made for the album as well. Um, they just didn't make the cut. There was one song I, I got. It's called uh, Cigar. And I sampled. It, it was a beat, and it had a few samples in there. It had Outcast Elevators, uh, Gil Scott Heron, Homes Where the Hatred Is, Hoodie Mop. Like, I, I had a bunch of stuff in there. Crazy. And I, I did the song. I'm like, cool, this is going to be dope for the album. And then Logic album dropped. And, oh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a fan I'm a fan of Logic. And yep. when I heard uh, one of the tracks, it, it sampled Elevators. And I'm like, let me just go ahead and just put this song in the vault. I mean, plus with, with sampling, you got to be really careful. Um, like if you upload it to like Spotify and stuff, if you don't, you know, if, like if you don't get the clearance if you don't uh like um shift the pitch at all they'll like spotify and, and like soundcloud will like flag it like and youtube real quick too. real yeah. quick yeah i think they said like over a hundred thousand artists got their music taken off of spotify probably yeah and it was something with uh i don't know everything so it's not you know don't really quote me on it but from what i was told there was a connection with Spotify and DistroKid, which was the reason why all these artists was getting their music taken off of Spotify. As far as this whole Spotify taking away the streams and stuff, I don't really know how how all of that really goes, but I know you get paid for streams. So my thing is, if they're taking away the streams, are they taking away your money? Also, why are you spending money anyway to buy streams? You're getting paid for them. So it's a lot of like, backwards stuff that i think uh unfortunately a lot of us we weren't really taught we had to like teach ourselves that type of stuff so yeah. i try to be positive and, and share that with people but i do think maybe this was an eye-opener with the situation that it's okay to try to do something different you don't have to follow the trend like i come from where cd baby was big you know i mean it still is but yeah. up here if you were putting out an album, everybody was getting distributed through CD Baby. Oh yeah. And I and, and although I respected it, I always wanted to do the opposite. Like, oh okay, because in my mind, it's like I want to stay away from saturation as much as possible. Yeah. So if you're all on that piff.com, okay, cool. I'm gonna put my mixtape on that piff, but you're gonna find it on multiple websites as well. Yeah. No you know, doubt. saying go for the album. So I just think. This was a an eye opener, but hopefully people can take learn from this and take advantage of what how can they make their hustle better. Yep. Yeah, I mean, speaking yeah. of which, I mean, like, it's interesting that to see the moves that a lot of like 
big artists have been doing this year, like Lil Wayne selling his masters for like a hundred million dollars. That was like, interesting. Having other people own your shit now, like not owning your own masters, like damn. Yeah, but here's a trade off though. There's a lot of artists that keep their masters, right? But you're giving up your rights when you're uh, getting your music distributed. And I went through a battle with my first album. Uh, it was a distribution company that I was under. And um, throughout the line, they got bought out around 2015. So I'm like, oh, okay. So y'all got bought out because I was about to sign with Symphonic anyway. Uh, I, I don't know what was the issue, but it took two years to get my rights back. And I did not get the money that was owed to me because the album sold some records through them. So I didn't get no, no, I didn't get the money. And to this day, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the numbers for my first album, except wow, for crazy. what I, except for what I already have from all the other outlets, you know? So it's like, yeah, protect your masters, but protect everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really the message is protect everything. I never mm. really realized that a that a distribution company could take your your stuff like that. Can like well, it just got like caught. That. Well, see, that's the thing. I think it just got caught. And well, now that I'm older, because uh, back then I, I felt I felt the way. But I feel like maybe because of the whole transition with the company being bought out, it could have just got you know caught in the caught up in the wind and stuff like that, and nobody was going to notice until you spoke on it. Yeah, no doubt. And I was going back and forth with them for years. I'm knocking up, hitting their email up all the time, all the time. And they finally gave it back to me in 2017. And I was like, cool. Here you go, Symphonic. Y'all pushed these albums too and been great ever since. Damn. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so what uh what's in the future for you? What do you got what do you got coming up? I'm producing a uh well, well, actually, a few things. We're going to do a music video for uh, for one of the songs off the album. I'm not going to say the name of the song yet, but I'm pretty sure people are going to enjoy it. Nice. Uh, we're also working on a special uh, presentation. So we're going to be working. We're going to be doing a concert uh, pretty soon, probably in the next couple months. And you, you guys will be able to catch that on a video also. So it's going to be more than just live. Also, uh, I'm producing a compilation album that's going to come out on Banging Noise. I might do a song or two, but I'm definitely going to have a lot of artists involved on there. And I'm going to enjoy life a little bit and probably go back in the studio and work on uh, album number five, if God willing. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah, man. But what about you, man? Because it seems like the podcast is doing pretty good. What about yourself? You're gonna, I know you're going to push this more. I mean, yeah, I just started this, but um, me and some friends decided to, um, even before the pandemic hit, we decided to start a sample pack uh, endeavor where, you know, we're selling uh, sounds for producers and just to cook up beats with and stuff like that. I saw that. That was dope. The nice Entertainment is just going to be my personal brand, and I, I'm going to do all of the different things that I want to do with it. Um, and that includes the podcast that includes the sample packs, just all of my endeavors, like production, all that stuff. Um, but it, this time, like, I'm just not going to have a whole crew of people, you know, doing it. So, you know, so, um, it's, it's for my own, like, 
really uh i don't want to say sanity because that's not the right word because i still love everybody that i ever had involved with nice entertainment i i love them all dearly but i just i was just at the point where it just didn't really make sense for me you know you gotta do a restart button yep. from time to time yeah exactly. i understand that it was like a whole restart button and um yeah man and, and so I, I just i feel i don't know i feel the freedom i guess now to kind of just like go wherever i want to go creatively and Mm -hmm. not that i didn't have that before because i always did but you know like i had this person that i had to make sure that their album came out or like there we did this release party for them or we did this this and this and i wasn't i was like not doing my own personal goals like i've been wanting to do a podcast of my own for for years i mean probably like three or four years like i even tried doing an episode with 2jd back in the day and it just like didn't end up coming out because we got busy with album stuff and it just like i couldn't edit it or whatever but you know i just found out like all these little things that i wanted to do and it was just it was hard for me to find the time to do it i wish i had that luxury to be honest like i'm actually looking for some artists to sign oh yeah yeah i mean it's it's dope i mean but but you really gotta i mean you you if you if you want to do it i i would say have a really, really solid plan before you do it, before you even dive into it, have a whole plan of like, you know, because if you still want to put out your solo music and you still want to do this, this, and this, have a plan for all that and like have a cohesive thing because I didn't, I don't think I'm, I ever had a solid enough plan um, to uh, to really go off of. Like I didn't have a solid enough blueprint. Um, you know, I just kind of like, Oh, this artist needs needs help, so I would jump and help this artist and and do this and this and this. And there was no like real solid structure, so, solid foundation. And I feel I feel like you you've mm-hmm. been doing banging noise for so long at this point. I feel like you could do it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't fall apart because you have you already have a strong structure with how you you know have your own career. You know, like nice entertainment. Like I literally like. I went in blind. Like I, I completely, I had, I had my own solo experiences as like a rapper and stuff like that, but I didn't know the inner working workings of like starting a label or, um, doing this, this and this that I ended up doing. And it was dope. And, you know, I, I really, uh, I don't take that experience for granted and I'm glad that I have that experience. Um, but Mm -hmm. it really is a lot, especially like when you're, when you get business partners involved and you know, you have falling outs with business partners and um, you know, I think I want to say like 20 artists have been through NGE over the course of it. So it's like artists, you know, and then you got to wait on them to like put out albums and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot to manage. I think it went, you did it correctly because now if you were to go back into it, you, you're going to come in, wiser and more prepared true otherwise otherwise you will be doing it over and over again yep true that's that's just how i see it yeah you're right yeah i mean i definitely would like it to become a crew slash label at some point i definitely haven't given up on on that idea and that um prospect um Mm -hmm. i just i just want to pursue my own things for a while and see how that goes and get back into like loving the process again loving creating again you know Mm -hmm. um loving to put out my own things on my own watch you know and stuff like that and 
um hopefully down the road it leads back because I, I i would love to still put out you know uh 2jd is going by jezebel james now by the way so i would love okay. to, to still put out jezebel james music and one of these days i would like to get back to it but i want to see what it's like to get back to the bmxc thing for a while you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe even put out a rap album again you know i haven't done hey. that in years you know so I'm trying, trying Man, to no, get back. No, there's no age limit to it, so. Exactly. If it, it touches soul, I figure go with it. Yep. So I'm trying to get back into that. So I'm thinking thinking this summer I might give it a shot again and get back into recording songs and all that stuff. I got I got tons of beats stacked up, so um, launching the beat store, doing this podcast thing. The sample pack stuff is going really well. So, um, yeah, man, trying to see where it takes me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's actually a real good thing, man. Like, I do with you. One of the biggest things that I, I respected about you, especially when it when it comes to you handling your business, I don't see you run around like a headless chicken. Like you guys, out of a lot, and there's a few labels throughout the city that I, I, you know, I'm real good friends with the owners and stuff like that. And um, you guys are one of the few labels that I know that for real did their own thing and whatever it was that you did, I didn't feel like it was impulsive. Like yep. you actually took your time and you thought about yourself. You thought about the crew before you made any move happen. I appreciate you know? and, that. And that's that mad respect for that. Cause you know, labels, you, you know, the, the reputation about labels, they don't care about the artists, you know, yeah, it's not all the way. It's not always true, but that's just the stigma, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. My whole thing is I always wanted to care about the artist. The artist was always top priority for me. Mm-hmm. And and that's 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 another reason why I just I felt like I this year especially like I couldn't give the artists a hundred percent, you know, like I um because I always wanted to give them what they deserve, you know, and, and what um I then as far as like running shows and stuff like that, I always wanted to give the artist uh, you know, sometimes I would give I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'd, I'd give the artist bigger cuts than I would take, you know, as like I've done that before. The, the label owner. Like I would, I would always try to make sure that, you know, my artists and people were happy, you know, walking away happy. Like I, I, I hated, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I never wanted to screw anybody over. I never wanted to, um, I just wanted everybody to be happy and solid and make sure their careers were good, you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely get that. Yeah, it's exactly what it is, and I'm glad that you saw that, man, and that um, because I I respect respect the mutual respect that we've always had, you know, like I've I've always liked that, like like I said, like I've always admired what what you do, and um, and I always felt that reciprocated, you know, like I always felt like I I knew we always knew where we stand with each other, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why I was really really happy that we were able to get some music going. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no doubt. Actually, uh, there was another beat that you had sent me. I do have a song ready for it, and oh, I just word. been playing. I just been playing with the idea of do I want to drop a uh, like a, a single or not a single? I'm sorry, drop like a, a EP or something this year. I haven't fully made up my mind yet, but I know that's that's a song that's definitely uh, an an option. You know, I'm actually rapping fast on there. Oh yeah, do it, do it, man! I would love to hear it. I would love that to come to fruition, man. Let me know. Definitely, definitely. 
any last closing statements for, for everybody that you'd like to, to leave everybody with? Always believe in yourself. No doubt. You know, and, and, and investing yourself. You are your biggest investor, your biggest protector, your biggest cheerleader, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to, no matter what you want to do in life, there's always going to be people to try to criticize you, try to steer you away. Man, at the end of the day, it's your life. You live how you want to how you want to live it. If it ain't nothing negative, I'm all for it. The only thing I'll support is negative and stupidity. Oh, and last but not least, the Progress album, you can get it on all streaming apps. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, dude, I think that was the best closing statement that I've, I've ever had, man. Uh, props. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you giving me the time tonight and uh, everybody check out the progress LP and check out, check out D bomb and banging noise music on all the streaming platforms, all the social media accounts. Yep. You Google me D E E B O M B. You're going to see me somewhere. (laughs) That's why I'm at a point now. I got to tell people that like, just Google it. You're going to find me at wherever site you normally rock with. Hell yeah. All right, man. You have a great night, man. Thank you again. You as as well.